Matt, it's Cyber Monday, not Cyber X Monday. Okay, dude, I can't, I can't believe you were on chat roulette for five hours straight. You are an animal. You must be exhausted. How do you even have any energy for the podcast at this point? Is the podcast even going to be monetized now? Because the first 30 seconds... I'm going to bleep it out. I've already thought Perfect. about this in advance. Perfect. Uh, you know, it's, it's stamina. You know, you got to build yourself up. You know, it's not a race. It's, it's, a, it's a marathon. That's all uh, I'll say. I always wondered what those handstands were for, you know? Now we, now we know. Now we know. <laughs> now, now we know. Yeah. Shall we, shall we start the podcast? Oh, have oh! I thought we already had. Uh, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm just gonna cut that bit. We'll we'll lead yeah, in right course. here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yes, of course. Welcome to the Level with Me podcast, the podcast where two extremely famous influencers uh, talk about games, <coughs> <laughs> content creators, maybe talk about games, life, current events, things that interest us, which is mostly games and pretty much occasionally robots and AI and all that kind of fun stuff. Yep. Welcome to the show. Welcome Patreon members. If you guys would like to support the show, there's links to our Patreon in the description. You can come watch the show live and chat with us and tell us when we're getting our factual information incorrect. Um, we appreciate you guys. Matt, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I got a new phone. Not because I need Whoa. it. Well, not because I necessarily want one. I got a I got a Pixel. Oh, yeah. nice. What version? I got a Pixel 8. Pixel and 8, cool. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's pretty so I had a Galaxy S8. So it's been a while since I've gotten a new phone. And then I woke up one day and it just died on me. Like I literally couldn't couldn't bring it up. Went to the carrier store. They're like, yeah, we can't do anything about this. You're going to have to buy a new phone. I'm like, oh, cool. So, yeah, just dropped. I was going to ask what motivated you because you and upgrading technology is like, I mean, yeah. Like pulling teeth. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. So, I, it was mainly, it was just that. I I had to get a phone. So, I decided to get, you know, I'm not the top of the line, but uh, something nice. It was also a nice cyber. Pixel 6 or something over here. I don't know what I have. Pixel something. Okay. Pixel 6, it's Pixel pr- 7. Prob- they're probably pretty similar. Let's be real. Well, people stop buying phones. That's why like Verizon stock and all the other companies are like going down like crazy, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, because a lot of their business was based on like, well, you got to get the next phone, man. You got to get the yeah. next phone. And now it's that like, always- well, they're all pretty good now. They can all take great photos and do all the stuff. And that entire like, cultural thing always confused me it's like you need a new phone every year yeah i dream of a day i dream of a day in which there won't be a line around the block at the apple store when the (laughs) iphone whatever comes out yeah uh so iphones are still popping though i'm 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 assuming i assume that there's always going to be a line but did you see the um the videos of the black friday stuff uh where they had the the news crew set up inside the the walmarts and the targets that's been going on for a while right but they opened the doors and nobody flooded in right but that's also been going around for a while and i also think it's dependent on yeah it's it's funny because it used to be a like it used to be floods of people like coming in right like fighting and yeah yeah. (laughs) and now it's like well everything's online why am i gonna stress out by going waking up early and going to a damn store to pick up a tv when i can just buy it off amazon yeah, and I think part of the the memes that were going around now was like showing the prices like leading up to Cyber yeah, or Black that. Friday, and it was like it would be five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, 
$500 on Black Friday and then like a cross out of like $800 above it or something uh-huh. like that. And they're like, I think people there are was... getting wise to the uh, the sales tactics. Yes and no. I think people still fall for it. I fall for it too. That's why What'd I you use buy? these. Well, I bought the phone. That was one. And it was mm-hmm. on sale technically. And I mm-hmm. went to a website to verify like what you know, prices are. And it was it was actually a decent deal. Uh, not the lowest it's been, but it was, you know, it was good. Uh, bought a new mic arm, which is not this. Yeah. Oh man. This is the other tech upgrade that I was surprised that you, I didn't have to like, kind of like bend your arm to do it. You were like surprisingly just like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of on sale too. It was like 20% off, which was lovely. Nice. Uh, also, I just recognized that this mic just looks, it's just like in my face and it's not very nice looking. So I've used it for a while. It may have like I'm using a different base. Things are like literally falling apart. I've told you how <laughs> my desk tape. is actually almost to the point. So the side of my desk, because I, I have a professional setup where mm-hmm. I'm using a, you know, when you go to church or you go to like a, a family gathering, they bring out the folding chairs. I'm using one of those as my desk and I've used it for the past decade. Oh, man. So depressing, dude. That's like, and, that's what I used to game on in LAN parties in the 90s. Yeah, dude. so I've been, yeah, I just never grew out of that. So I've been using it for a while now. And the corner in the back right, uh, because it was getting slightly twerked every once in a while with the mic arm, mm-hmm. uh, it, it it broke off. So it's still attached technically, but the now actual it's like corner wiggling. of the table broke off because the yeah. mic arm was too much for it to take. Yeah. Yeah. Your cardboard, your it's, it's not like, cardboard. It's particle it's, board. You, that's it's it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's whatever it is, you know. So got a new mic arm, and I think anything. I think that was about all I got so far. Um, yeah, cool. Did you pick anything up other than uh, your disappointment in me? Uh, um, I bought some toys for my kids for the holidays, so I got those deals now. Right, nice, you know, nice. Loaded yeah, up course. on a pretty sweet Lego roller coaster set that I'm. It's totally did you for buy, did my you son buy and not for, for me. Kids no, or for it's your, for mm-hmm, it's for him. Mm-hmm. He's gonna build it, Matt, and I'll play uh-huh. with it when he's done building it. But uh huh, pretty sweet. It's like a roller coaster, some rocket ships on it, whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, no it's big for the deal, kids, right? Yeah, it's just for the kids. I thought I was going to make it through the Star Citizen sale week without buying anything. I was like, cool, I got my fleet. I don't need anything. What do I need? I don't need anything. What did and you then, get? All right, what did you get? I I think this is the first time I bought armor in the game. But you there's some, armor? Yeah, there's a pretty sweet armor bundle that came out. And I was just like, ooh, it came with some alien armor that I've... I'm a sucker for alien so stuff it, in the is game. Is it like man. cosmetic or is it an actual... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's cosmetic, but it it functions as like armor in the yeah, game. Yeah, no, I hear you, but it's not inherently stronger or better, or like that vastly different compared to some of the other armor. No, but you will be able to um, get it back if you lose it once they implement this system that's supposedly coming soon. So, like, okay. you'll have well, it in your inventory, so. then you <laughs> lose it, and then like you can go and reclaim it at like a little lost and found type thing. Nice. I don't know. It's, I wanted it. I bought it. It was an impulse buy. I feel kind of guilty about it. Well, how guilty do you feel about it? I mean, I'm confessing my sins here on the podcast to everybody. How, how guilty as in what was the price tag? Oh, um, maybe like 30, 35. 
Okay. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot fair amount for, for I was gonna say I was gonna for it's not hundreds of dollars. These like are star ships, citizen but... prices. So yeah. like they're like, would you Hi- like a new hyper... skin? That'll be the price of an entire game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have bought in so many games on the Steam summer sale or oh my God. autumn sale, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jason clarified. It is three sets of armors and three guns. But it's okay, still well, it's like it's still pretty pricey. It's it's a lot. I'm not gonna defend the price and be like, it's pretty economical. No, it's it's way overpriced. But yeah. Yeah. The Star Citizen crowd are big spenders, man. They're blowing past six hundred thirty <laughs> million. No problemo. Uh, you want to you want to lead in with some Star Citizen leaks, or you want to tell me about the your cool gameplay sessions? Well, actually, I'd like to lead in with the Ubisoft ad. Do you see that the the thing that was going around? Uh, the the Assassin's Creed one. Yeah, yeah, kind of. You want to explain it? So essentially, their ads are in you know basically invading every facet of our entire existence these days. And someone while playing, I think it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, correct me if I'm wrong, they, I think, went to the pause menu where they were bringing up their map and a giant entire and filled the entire screen. It was an ad for another Ubisoft game uh, in the middle of their game. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is not great. Um, I personally am not freaking out about it, but it definitely made headlines everywhere because, Yeah. yeah, it's not a good look. Well, especially if it's like an Assassin's Creed game, which could be a $60 full price AAA title. Yep. You don't necessarily, you would not expect ads to pop up there. I expect ads to pop up on the little mobile games that I download on my cell phone for free. Right. Like, okay, I get it. You're going to hit ads at me until I buy the game. Right. But like, yeah, $60 Assassin's Creed game. I should not be seeing full screen ads. I get the ones where they like sneak them into billboards in game where it sort of makes sense within the and like I'm kind of okay world. with that. I'm okay like, with that. Yeah. Cause at least you're, it's not like it's background. Yeah. <clears throat> if they can, especially if they can work it into the theme or something like fine, mm-hmm. cool, go for it. But like, yeah, that's, it's too much. And Ubisoft has been doing a lot of dumb stuff lately. You see that they're doubling down on their NFT thing. Yeah, where, I did. Yeah, they well, like they double they double down on it, and then they you're gonna have to correct my timeline. But I know that there was a lot of stuff going down around for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yeah, and that was the that, first one. And when that didn't work, they're like, "We're taking all of our stuff from this game, and it's no longer in development. Screw you! We're taking our ball and going home." Kind of a situation. It yeah. sounded very pouty. Yeah, they backed uh, so down from more? their their dumb NFT marketplace thing. Yeah, and then uh, recently. Yeah, I, I'm a little hazy on the details, but recently they they kind of like announced another game project. It was very vague. I remember that, but it was going to be Web three based, which basically just means crypto NFT crap. Oh, you know, baby. And you're just like Ubisoft. Like, do we have to do this again? Did you not just get bitch slapped enough by the community? Did you forget? How many times do we have to tell you this, old man? <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft has been making some dumb, dumb decisions lately, and you're just like, okay, what are you guys doing? It's like nobody at the company communicates, and like the next guy with the great idea to make an NFT game hey, was you guys like, hear about NFTs? Yeah, no, tell us about them. <laughs> The latest crypto bro is like, I got the, listen guys, I got this great idea. And he pitches it to the marketing team and they somehow forgot about the last one that exploded in their face. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think yeah. they must have sold like two or something. Like I can't. No, I can't imagine it was very successful. Yeah, because the whole like as many people have been pointing out uh, with NFT games is that many video games already they've like pre, they're precursors to NFTs. They've already done the NFT thing without needing to make an NFT crypto market, right? Because you get the super rare thing in WoW. Well, you can sell it on the market. You get the super rare thing in Diablo. You can sell it on the market. You get the super rare skin in Counter-Strike. You can sell that on a market for actual cash. It creates a digital value based on the interest, right, that people have. Right. And it's backed up by the servers of the game. Now, if those game servers go down, obviously those assets have no value anymore, which is right. the exact same thing as any NFT set up also. Well, you're, they're like, you're telling me I can't take my super cute uh, Puffle... Puffle? Puffle? Puffle. Is that what they call it in Hello Kitty my, my, Island my Adventure? I'm not familiar with that uh, terminology. My little pony and I can't bring that to Call of Duty? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. They told me I could bring that all to any other game. Yeah. Well, it's just so silly because they're like, it'll be backed up on the crypto, uh, you know, the blockchain, right? So it'll be backed up on everybody's blockchain backup stuff so it's super secure and you're like yeah but if the game goes down it doesn't matter right also it doesn't it doesn't make any sense like what other company is going to want unless they're doing a collaboration yeah. with every other game why does they're it not need to be on a their... different server than the game database yeah. right and why would they bring their someone else's asset into their game like, yeah yeah that would part be of it makes no sense at all yeah. that sounds like a nightmare game right yeah yeah, so uh, silliness, knows? silliness, silliness. Ubisoft so going will back one to the, day. Going back to the Ubisoft ad thing, I'm not too worried about it. This may have literally just been an accident because I think, I mean, unless this was a lot of, because only one guy I think reported on it and mm. showed it off. So it could literally just could have been a glitch, you know? But yeah, it could be a system glitches, that they're prepping for the future and that true. it went off by accident or something. Yeah, at a, at a time it wasn't supposed to go off. Who knows? They could, um, they could be prepping they could also just be for the waters. some free-to-play ideas, right? They're like, how do we monetize our free-to-play platforms better? Yeah. Uh, throw ads in people's faces, just like the mobile market. So they're going to follow in mobile footsteps, right, for like PC and console gaming, potentially, which sounds horrific, but... Uh-huh. Because, I mean, the mobile gaming marketplace is kind of a nightmare. Like, as long as you're willing... Like, if you find a good game and you pay full price for the game and there's no ads, then great. But most of it is, like, free-to-play, subscription-based crap. Like, the subscription-based stuff is insane. They want, like, two bucks a month for, like, to play games. These crappy little games. Every, everything's like, going subscription-based. It's madness. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of, like... It's like the 90s and early 2000s of MMO gaming, but for crappy mobile games now. <laughs> They're like, why are we going back to this, like, kind of defunct era of gaming now, but for worse games? It's yeah. it's wild to me. Yeah. Also, <sighs> subscriptions are now for cars, too. There's some cars that have a subscription-based model. Well, I mean, like a lease? What do you mean? No, like, if you want your heated seats, you have to spend... Um, Oh my so god! So they have they have heated seats, but you have to spend a subscription to activate them. What companies <laughs> are doing this? That's dirty. That's... Yeah, or or like you buy the car and you don't realize that it comes with like a year of the key thing, where you just need the key to be like near the car for it to work, and then after a year, it turns off, and you have to 
you basically have to re-up your subscription and yep, stuff like that. It's not great. All right. Can I tell you about the um my uh my Colt gaming news? You wanna yes, hear about the Absolutely. Tell me. Hit me with it. All right. So the Church of Star Citizen. Uh, oh, you meant Star Citizen. I thought it, I thought you were talking about Hello Kitty. Okay, go on. Keep going. Yeah. Well, that's the other one. But yeah. So Star Citizen, remember all that cool server tech that they were showing off during CitizenCon that was like, yeah, we're going to mesh Next servers level. together and all that stuff. So they tested the first iteration of that, which is the replication layer um, at scale with a very NDA'd closed test, which of course leaked, you know, because of it's course. big news and all of that it's the stuff. Internet. Yeah, it leaks immediately. They literally have a leaks discord for as soon as it comes out. It's just right there. Yikes. Uh, but they tested it at scale and it worked. Uh, it was buggy from what I hear, but uh, they they launched a server and then they crashed the server and then they booted up another server. And so players were playing. They get a little pause and a little message that says new server booting up. And then it resumes once that server booted up. So basically they potentially cured server crashes in, in star citizen dude which is a big deal because server crashes deal. are a big problem for the game <laughs> nice you'll be awesome. like i'm three hours into this lengthy mission and i've acquired all this cool loot on my ship and then the server crashed and you lost it all so if people don't have to deal with that anymore once this tech gets implemented it's a it's a big deal um awesome and we're not out of the woods yet, but just seeing that for the leak about the first test being technically successful uh, is really good. Yeah. I mean, that is the next, I mean, it could be the big step for all of gaming. I'm, that's the one piece of technology I am most excited about from Star Citizen. Everything, like the, the game looks fun and everything, but that is the one piece of tech that could really elevate, not just it, but every other game, multiplayer game that wants to go large scale. Oh, I, uh, I finished the Blue-Eyed Samurai show that we were nice. talking about last week. What did you think? Solid, man. It's, it's fantastic. Good. Whole way it really through. is. Had a yeah. couple issues with the very last episode, just being a little, yeah, okay. yeah, a little silly here and there. But yeah. overall as a package, like really one of the top animes I've seen in quite a while. Right. Yeah, I, I went into it like, no, like I heard a couple of rumblings in with my community and people say, hey, you should check it out. And I watched it. I was like, what? Where did this come from? You know, it's gorgeous. It's incredible animation. It's adult. So it like it, you know, it like kind of respects the viewer as an adult. There's lots and, of breasts, lots of penises. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's yep. Sure. And I just want to make sure everybody a knows great story. what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a lot of that stuff is animated too. Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It's one of the more kinky animes I've seen in a while. Where I was just like, "Dang!" <laughs> like feudal Japan was kinky. Like, yeah. Or yeah. this is totally fake. But you know, I, I have heard stories about the octopus thing. You know, so. Yep, the octopus threw me for a loop. <laughs> what is it? What is it about octopi? Yeah, octopi. <clears throat> yeah, we do need to use the correct pluralization here. Um. <laughs> just uh i think we sold the show to half the viewers right there <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. octopus thing they're like i'm already googling it now let's find it's out it's great i i'm glad you liked it yeah great really fun combat it's very the kill bill vibes really start to hit later yes. in the in the season now now do you understand what i meant about kill mm -hmm. bill 
Yeah, yeah, and they started like blasting some sick Metallica covers and stuff during the combat, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, yeah. I'm vibing right now. I'm vibing. Yeah. It's a good show. Uh, I'm curious about the sequel, the because they leave it as a cliffhanger. Yep. But so, it's like, it, 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 it pretty well wraps up for the season. Like, if, if there's no other season yeah. two, like, I'd be okay with it. Because it, yeah, it, it was just a good show. It was show. fantastic, yeah. yeah. I kind of want more shows to do. I've noticed a lot of British uh, television does like a planned two to four season run of a show. And then they that's like the plan. They're like, it doesn't right. matter if it's a huge show. We're going to wrap it up at season three. Because if we try and carry this on like Walking Dead, it's just going to turn into garbage eventually. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, not only not only do you have the Walking Dead situation where it just never seems to end, or you have the situation where uh, Netflix just cancels it. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of that lately. Or yep. uh, they don't respect the original source material, and then your star actor quits. Yeah. And nobody knows what show I'm talking about other than Definitely the biggest Netflix debacle ever. Titcher. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Matt, the quick thinker over here. <laughs> oh, I just got that silver tongue, baby. Mm, teacher. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say bitcher or something like that, you know? <laughs> teacher. Yes. Yes. The good old show, Teacher. Ah, the yeah. classic. I will be watching the next season, but I'm also not, I've never read the source material, so I can't Neither say I'm I. a stickler for it. Um, I really enjoyed season one and season two a lot. Season three was decent. Uh, I think definitely worth watching if you enjoyed the first two. I'll need to watch season three. I, yeah. I just didn't. I was just, I don't know. Do you hear that know, spinoff was terrible? And... I didn't watch it, but uh, they did the Witcher spinoff on Netflix too. They did a spinoff? Yeah. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. I, you saw, I saw an anime for it, but no, that was it was a it. live action spinoff. It was a live action spinoff of The Witcher. Yeah. Apparently had like, like I saw the reviews and it was like 0% oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I did tomatoes. see that. All right. All right. I saw, I didn't watch it, but I did see the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody hated Came it. Out so of nowhere I was like, I'll skip no that. One cared. <laughs> yeah. I skipped that entirely. Apparently it just wiped it from my brain too. Yeah. Yeah. But they are bringing in an animated show for, and they're they're getting the original voice actor for the game, which oh. I th which is like makes perfect sense, right? Like they yeah. already have the voice actor from the game. That's like the easiest transition. It's like, oh yeah, totally, let's go. So that's exciting. That is cool. I'm, a, you know, the Netflix anime stuff has been. There's been some gems in there. It's been a lot of misses, but there's been a couple of little fun shows in there that. I've just been like, oh, that's cool that Netflix just sponsored an anime. Although some of them are really cheaply done, where you're just like, okay, like enough of this cheapo anime. Like, yeah, how little effort can we put in to convey movement? <laughs> yes, for it sure. Felt like we're wa watching episodes of Neon Genesis at a at a point. <laughs> you know, I was like, is this the elevator scene in Neon Genesis? I don't know what that is, but I'll act like I do. Wait. Mr. Crunchyroll subscription over here doesn't know what I'm talking about. No, I actually don't know what you're talking about. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. You don't know whoa, what whoa, Neon whoa, whoa, Genesis is? You don't is? gotta shame me. I, I know what Neon Genesis okay. is. I've just never seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, towards, I'll explain it very briefly then towards the very final season, I want to say, or some of the later seasons, production for the show is hitting major hiccups and funding and whatever. They're just running mm -hmm. into issues. 
and there were scenes that were like three to four minutes i don't know how long they're so long of like people standing in an elevator <laughs> with the elevator the looping animation elevator in the background yeah. and not talking to each other and like they're I remember not even talking to each other? Not talking. So you're watching it and uh, you think your like TV broke or something or like the video broke. No. Yeah. It's yeah. Things got pretty trashy for a while. Wow. Yeah. Which okay. is wild considering it's one of the like most acclaimed anime shows right. of all time. You're like, whoa. That's that's surprising. Yeah. But also kind of hilarious at the same time. Yeah. Have you seen that uh, Battlefield 5 is more popular than Call of Duty? What is happening with Battlefield? Is this is Battlefield just having a resurgence? Are people just, you know, they got an itch for the fields of battle and now it's popping off? What is going on? I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed, to be honest, that when I was playing Battlefield 5, like during its heyday, that uh -huh. everybody was like, this game sucks. <laughs> and now they're all like it's the greatest game ever and it's way more popular than ever i'm like where the hell were you when when i was playing the game and like enjoying the game and having mm -hmm. fun with it and they're like no nah, yeah. it sucks it's bad to their credit it yeah. was pretty bad at launch and it, yeah it, it it got significant i think battle of five is legitimately a solid title now um, yeah they, they made re really great improvements over the years and i only really started playing it and getting involved with it like after the two-year dev cycle yeah i didn't that's even wild. really touch it too much so um i i played a lot at launch it was okay it wasn't great bad for most descriptions and then gave it like two years and came back and i was like yeah this is this is pretty fun that's the problem is DICE is, um, they screw up their launches so bad. They get so much bad PR around them and the people like the hardcore fans will stick with it, but yeah. it, it scares everybody else away from the title who was like, I thought I would buy it, but you know, I only got 60 bucks to spend this holiday season and this is getting panned. So yep. I'm going to buy the game that's not getting panned and play that right. instead. And so they lose all of these players and then DICE fixes the DICE generally gets their games into much better playable states within a few months after launch. You know, it's not like it's like 2042 was a bit of an exception there, but Battlefield 5 fixed itself relatively fast and then got much better over the course of the next like couple years. But yeah, it had to like go on sale and then be like not the trendy thing anymore for people to be like oh yeah it's cool now i'm playing yeah, well, it I now think, i think a lot of people have also forgotten the horrible uh, ad campaign the the the, yeah. the marketing for it because that it's it's really funny how impactful trailers are like yeah. you wouldn't think that it would but it really matters like everyone remembers the battlefield one trailer being incredible and then battlefield five trailer comes out which is honestly was more true to form of what battlefield really is it's chaos right it's just mm -hmm. it's destruction it's mayhem but because they had the 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 woman with the like weird you didn't like, yeah I, you know you didn't know what it was right you're like what right. the heck am i looking at right they have blue um, face paint yeah, that it was it was it was a very one guy's it was got kind a of katana like alternate. Yes, the katana is like an alternate history kind of World War Two. Yeah. Technically, maybe those people existed during World War Two, but they weren't all like in the same battlefield. Well, the, at the those same people time. didn't exist 
the the prosthetic arm that looked like that existed, but it wasn't like somebody who was out sniping right. with it or something. Right. It was just like this person got their arm blown off in World War II, and here's the prosthetic. They, they right. weren't like, get back out there, soldier. <laughs> I think so. I think they had a uh, an image problem where yeah. a lot of battlefielders uh want that more realistic vibe even though battlefield is not a realistic game at all it's it's super casual sure. and arcadey and but but there's but you want it to look realistic yes they like want it to feel a authentic. snapshot should look like a cool moment from right. a world war ii battle they want it they want it to be authentic and that's not what that game was at launch at all it was yeah. it didn't feel like an authentic world war ii experience and while i get why dice wanted to go that route because that's what sells right those goofy skins eventually become the thing that is like their biggest seller for live service it doesn't so mix well with historical shooters though right because no, you're like no i want an authentic <laughs> historical shooter but also i want to be a clown in combat yep. <laughs> like no like that's those audiences or those wants usually don't overlap or, and they upset right. the people who want something that looks like World War II. And then they're like, is that guy literally on fire running around? Oh, that's his skin. Cool. Yeah. Super cool. I think if they had a better, if they did a better job with their image at the beginning or it's like, this is an alternate history World War II or something that that may yeah. have helped out a little bit. But they could have done alternate. That would have been kind of badass if they did an alternate yeah. history battlefield. That would have been down Dude, for it. Give me a give me a steampunk World War II game. Are you kidding me with like yeah. spider tanks and stuff like that? Be or dope. The, yeah, like the World War One that never ended. You know, and then Ooh. like all that crazy Ooh. like. See, this is like yeah. these are cool ideas, right? Like you can mm -hmm. still do that, and you can still go wonky with it, but you need to go all in, and you can't be like it's it's still authentic, but it's not right. Yeah, yeah. So they screwed up horribly. They the reveal thing. They had like Trevor Noah hosting it, which was just a no, oh, yeah, a really bad <laughs> idea. Forgot about Trevor Noah's appearance. Yeah, <laughs> it was such a just like you guys are very like in your bubble over there at Dice. You mm -hmm. don't quite know what you're doing. Uh, and then yeah, I I remember watching it and not understanding that it was a World War II game. Like I recognized a lot of the the Panzer tanks and the Tiger tank and whatever in the trailer. And the, the V2s flying in and blowing up. But also I was like, it must be alternate history or like a mashup of different mm -hmm. ideas or something, you know, and like, oh, that's bad marketing. And then I talked to the, I remember talking to a dev afterwards and him saying that he also didn't understand what the game was after watching the trailer. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh boy. So you learn a lot about the dev process on like just how far behind some of those things are when they're like, all right, it's coming out holidays. And the devs are like, what's the game about? <laughs> Who what? am I? Yeah. Where are we? Yeah. Anyway, Battlefield 5 is huge right now. It it passed 100,000 concurrent players on Steam. That's wild. Uh, dwarfing Call of Duty. You know, I, I should say it's on the Black Friday sale. So it's yes. like... It was like, like four bucks. Three or four bucks. Yeah, depending yeah. on where you are. But uh, so you can get like BF5, BF1, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 3, all for like $4 each. Um, if you haven't played those games... I mean, that's an insane sale. Like, go for it, obviously. But um, it is cool to see such a big resurgence in those titles. Uh, there are cheaters in BF5, though. Um, yeah, it's what I I'm going to probably play some tonight, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Not the cheaters, but the, yeah. Because yeah. you just kind of have to pretend that there isn't some dude at the top of the scoreboard who's like 90 and 1, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like... 
All right, oh, I'm boy. just going to pretend that he's not there and that this is a fun, fair match. Mm hmm. <laughs> I like how you mentioned that it has more than. Does it actually have more than Call of Duty? Yeah, I mean, that'll change in a little bit, but. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's also because I mean, even Lethal Company, that ten dollar game, that mm -hmm. indie indie title, has yeah, ninety three thousand concurrent right now. Yeah. So. Well, and the crazy thing is, it's funny because Battlefield twenty forty two is also seeing a surge because of the sale, but not as much as Battlefield five. Battlefield five came out, I think, in two thousand and eighteen. That sounds and right. So, like a twenty eighteen eighteen game is now topping the charts of like, yeah, more people playing it than the latest COD, which is pretty insane. It's pretty, it is pretty wild. I don't know Even if that's if a universal low, stat statistic, but at least on according to Steam charts, which probably does represent a, a lot of the rest of the community, but it's hard to I know. Think it, I think it's also a problem with there's not a lot of new, fun, interesting FPS multiplayer games. Yeah. Multiplayer games used to just be like the bee's knees. Uh, they were everywhere. Like it was super exciting for me as because that was my bread and butter. It was always yeah. just multiplayer. Same. And now we wait forever or you're just playing the same ones you've been playing for the last decade because they're all live services yeah it's uh i think the trends are changing right so it was like everything was battlefield and call of duty and those were like the two big first person yeah. shooters and then counter-strike and whatever but it was like this kind of casual to casual competitive to hyper competitive fps games that were dominating the market then royale stuff came out then it sort of bled over into extraction shooter stuff and that's been all the rage forever and now i think that that hype is dying down just a little obviously like there's still is. massive games you know like apex and and warzone and pubg and all that they're still huge games but uh i think the hype from it is dying down enough where people are like oh yeah remember how much fun it was to just hop on with your friends as a squad in battlefield and like blow up tanks and helicopters and like fight for flags like that was actually it a pretty is, good time it is fun too yeah it is a good time god i hope but, the next one is good <laughs> yeah but i just just in general for multiplayer games it feels like we're in a bit of a lull because it's been a couple years like overwatch original overwatch like the big title that came in like 2016 yeah but then overwatch so, 2 yeah because you know overwatch 2 took over the world and everyone was super hyped for it right that's that's kind of my point is that there's it just uh, doesn't yeah. seem like there's a lot of hype around the only the only game I'm looking forward to first person shooter multiplayer wise is is the finals. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll, yeah, from multiplayer, that's a good point because I was like, right? yes, yeah, Stalker's on my list, but that's a solo right. player game. There's, uh, there's a lot a couple of great of singles, cool co-op and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm I'm actually quite excited for the finals. I think it's got a real chance at being a staying power game. But me too. Um. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, it's a hard market to break into, right? Because you see a lot of devs try it and you can tell that they're going to fail before they even launch because you're like, it's a cool concept, but you didn't take it all the way. And you're going up against Call of Duty and Battlefield and, and they all these other early. established titles and they launch it too early. Yeah. And you're like, what, do, what were you expecting? You know, it's wild from the consumer perspective when you just see like a 30 person dev team launch a game. And you're like, this is going to fail and fail spectacularly. It's going to be dead in a week, you know, because uh, yeah. it's so risky, right? Doing multiplayer for those big genres, because you need a regular supply of players to make the game work. <laughs> yep. If those people aren't there, then you literally have a game that doesn't work anymore and you can't get legacy sales 
like a single player where you're like, well, you don't need anybody else. Or if, even if it's a co-op, you know, and that you, might be you and your happening. friend and download the co-op and then that's all you need to make the game work, right? You don't yeah. need uh, 10,000 concurrent players to fill servers and make the game playable and have matchmaking quick, you know? So I think a lot of devs are starting to figure that out, but I still see them making those mistakes where they're, they got games coming up and Ubisoft has got their COD killer, quote unquote, right? That they're still kind of delaying and whatnot. I'm excited for X Defiant, but it's not going to be a COD killer. Well, I mean, it's it's free to play, right? So yeah, but do you really see X? So the next, so let's say the next Call of Duty comes out. Let's say X Defiant just explodes, right? Mm -hmm. Do you really think that that's going to take away from the COD community in a significant way? I don't know. I I think the COD standard multiplayer dies off pretty quick regardless right like you have the launch hype because they always launch it in like phases where it's like here's the multiplayer and that's all you can play it's like here's the single player everybody plays the single player then it's here's the multiplayer everybody plays the multiplayer then it's like here's warzone and zombies and whatever else right that comes after that yeah uh but usually the standard multiplayer for cod dies off in terms of its popularity relatively fast because it's just it does get boring. You're not going to be watching mm-hmm. endless videos of like how to best grind for weapons or <laughs> something, you know, like, I mean, how, how much can you just endlessly play those maps over and over again? It's what we used to do, but now there's more fun games to play that like capture attention for longer. So I don't know. I think they're competing with a market that's sort of on the way down, but they're going to come in with a free to play angle, which maybe cod might have to answer with at some point because they made war to zone war zone free war to zone war zone war free. to zone war to zone the latest from the zone of war yeah from call of battlefield <laughs> the um they made war zone free and not the standard multiplayer which i would have figured it might have been the other way around to an extent because well i can Halo's see why. now oh, got a free yeah. multiplayer right their base multiplayer is free and that's a very robust multiplayer i'd say as much if not more so than cod's multiplayer i'd say it's on the same level in terms of like maps modes community driven content for it now Mm -hmm. with the the forge halo forge and all that Mm -hmm. like it's it's a very impressive multiplayer setup so yeah, that market is one I wouldn't want to be getting into. If I was a big AAA dev and they're like, compete with Halo, Call of Duty, and Battlefield, uh, go. <laughs> Here's a bunch yeah. of money, well, go. It's, it's not just that. It's the established It's the established live services, too. Apex, uh, Valorant, you got uh, Rainbow Six Siege. So, yeah, it's, it's saturated. I'm not saying that multiplayer games are dead, it's just that everything seems to be like they're they found their lane and there's nothing new coming in to disrupt it or change things other than stuff like the finals. It seems like it's all if if you don't like or you if, if you're trying to look for some new FPS multiplayer experience, you're probably not going to get it anytime soon. Other than the finals. Other than the finals. Yes. We are hyping the crap out of the finals. It's a good game. They deserve it. And I'm like. I just want it to stay. I don't want it to just evaporate in like a month yeah. after it comes out. I would be so sad if it did. Yeah. I feel like what is the, what premise does it need to stick around? Like an esports no scene idea. or something? Like I, I, do the seasons have to get fun. insane? Yeah. It just needs to be fun. And I think if it's long as it's fun, that's, it'll keep the player base. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think it needs to be esports. It doesn't need to, you know, be super relevant on Twitch or these other platforms. That all helps. That all definitely helps. But as long as it's enjoyable, because there's so many games that are not like relevant on Twitch that are massive because they're fun. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah. It's true, man. It is true. So what have you been playing then this past week? Uh, I played a game called Teardown. Have you heard of te- heard of Teardown? Yeah. Um, I haven't played it, but I know a bit about it because I was very impressed by it as it from a developer story angle. Like yes. one guy essentially made, I think most of it, he might've had mm-hmm. a little help later, but, and he made his own game engine for it because yeah. He was like, what I want to do is not, it's going to take so much custom coding. I may as well just make my own engine and then I don't have to use Unreal or Unity or whatever to make it. But you want to say what it is? mm -hmm. So for those of you that aren't aware, uh, Teardown is a voxel based, actually very pretty. It has some like the lighting and everything is it's it's even though it's voxel and Mm kind of has a Minecraft sort of aesthetic to it. Uh, it's gorgeous, and the entire theme is that you are there to pretty much tear stuff down. You're blowing up walls, you're taking out buildings and stuff like that. And when uh, many years ago, when I first originally learned about it, it looked like it was just a fun project, like you said, for a guy who was just trying to make a destructive engine, and he was going to just call it there. But then the game came out, and I just assumed it was more destruction. It's essentially a heist game, which really surprised me. So you need to go around a map and figure out a route that you're going to take and destroy the map in a certain way that allow you to accomplish a heist, essentially, with a bunch of different stuff scattered around the map to steal it within a certain amount of time. And it's, 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 so it's kind of like a puzzle game. At this, it's It's really fun. Yeah. And a lot more involved than I gave it credit for when I first bought it. <laughs> it was not what I was expecting at all. It's it's wild because you don't expect it to be fun based on like one dev making a really cool tech demo. Because you're mm-hmm. like, he clearly had the idea of making a voxel-based destruction game. But yeah. I don't I don't think he had that gameplay as the idea when he started, right? He probably got to a certain point and was like, oh, I can actually make a game with this now. I have to come up with a game. And right. that's usually where those guys fail, right? Is like they got a really cool concept and then just fail on the execution. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I haven't played it, but that's really cool to hear from you that it's really fun. I, I know it's, it's hugely open-ended. successful too. It's yeah, sold it's- like tons. It's entirely open-ended, so you can accomplish the task however you want. So if you come up with a really unique strategy, uh, you're pretty much rewarded for it. And I think that's what I love about it is that there's no way, there's no, there's an optimal way of probably doing each level, but you don't have to do each level like that and still be successful. And I love that creativity that Mm -hmm. comes from that kind of a design and that's why i love destruction i mean i know not to go back to the finals but destruction video games is so cool because it gives you that freedom to tackle challenges in different ways yeah no i mean there is like a kind of a euphoric uh element to just breaking things in a video game you just kind of you feel powerful but also just watching things crumble and fall apart realistically and uh, I mean, that's kind of teardown does it better. I feel than any other game because he built the engine around breaking things mm-hmm. and different elements have different breaking properties to them and they'll break yep. realistically. And 
it can only essentially his level of destruction seems like it could only be done in his engine right yeah. so it's a little finicky like there are times where you'll be driving around with a safe inside of the back of your truck and then you'd like take a turn and it goes through the wall of the truck so <laughs> it's like it's not a hundred percent you know but it, it's it's at least reasonably predictable enough where you can uh, you can account for those things to happen and once you learn the the finickiness of this this the game uh you can you can work around it yeah yeah it's a big brain project i mean you see that stuff and you're like dang this dude must have just been full-time devving this for years and years and yeah. years to get it to yeah. that point it's cool it's so cool there was like an update stuff. or something recently is that why you yeah popped i think into they it? came out with a dlc i didn't get to it i just played the base game it was on sale for the steam for steam and gave it a shot and i'm glad that glad that i did yeah cool uh, did oh, did you, you uh, yeah. switching gears, there's, did you see that, uh, that TikTok video of a guy who makes, um, <sighs> you see, you see that at all? He made, mm -hmm. what was it? 20,000 a month a, or something month? like that making TikTok, TikTok Screw videos? piece of shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when, when you say making, you mean repurposing other people's TikTok or content, Bro, anything. His, yeah. He was Stream. like, this is how you make money on TikTok. And he goes through his day. Yeah. He's like, all right, I start my day going to the office and I write down on the wall my goals. My first goal, million views. Second goal, making $500 today. And then he, he starts his day by watching other content creators taking snippets from their like podcast or live streams takes that, puts it on the top of a video. Then he goes and he doesn't even he doesn't even play the game, but he'll go to a Grand Theft Auto player YouTube thing, take gameplay from their content, put it at the bottom of his video. He splices the two together and then he just makes it his own by splicing them together yeah. and then makes a ton of money apparently doing that. He'll, or he'll put a dumb meme on top of somebody else playing a game. And then yeah. he'll be like, it's mine and post yeah. it to TikTok. It's, um, it's really shown what these unregulated crappy platforms are doing to like content creation because legally that guy could be screwed if somebody wanted yeah. to like sue him because he's going to probably lose that case in terms of a fair use court thing. You know, like we have it's laws around formative. Yeah. Or like. You know, that's what the court decides. Is it transformative enough? He's going to probably lose that case because it's, it's BS, basically. Yeah. You're just if, if, I took, if I took the Lion King and then I spliced it down below with, you know, Inception, and yeah. then I'm like, here, you know, here's my content. People are like, no, that's not your content. What do you mean? Yeah, it's a tricky problem to solve because these platforms give the platform for people to steal the content. The platforms aren't designed to steal content, but obviously people are going to do that. So the platforms really need to be more responsible for it rather than being like, everybody just sue everybody else. And yeah, that's how yeah. you'll regulate it. It's like, well, that's, you know, the legal system, unfortunately costs tons of money to sue somebody, you know, it's like, it's a huge ordeal to try and like protect yourself legally, especially if you're a content creator, not making that much money. And, somebody stealing all of your stuff just to repurpose it for TikTok or wherever. Um, I, I just thought what was so gross was how unabashed he was. Like he, they don't no know. shame at all. They don't know. That's the wild thing is like, I saw another post a while back, which was like, um, I forgot who it was, but it was a fairly prominent content creator who was just like, 
he reposted a message that somebody sent him that was like a uh-huh. guy that was like, thank you so much for making all this great content. I just reposted it on my Facebook channel and I got like 5 million views. And the guy was like, <laughs> he doesn't understand that he's just telling me that he stole my stuff and reposted it somewhere right. else and got tons of views, you know? Right. And he was like thanking him for it. Like, cause he, he they just don't understand <laughs> At any and, sort of level that this is theft or like, so that guy making the video seems like he's doing it without the understanding of like that it is theft. You know, he's, he's showing how he makes money through. Th- well, I think he, cause stealing. he posted on Twitter and I think he was responding to people and he, he clearly now knows you know, yeah. he's like, no, screw you. This is, you know, he, he, he didn't seem like a great guy. Uh, off the couple comments that I saw. No, and well, also, I mean, if you don't know that stealing somebody else's stuff and for your profit is a bad thing, then yeah, your moral compass is in a gray area, shall we say? <laughs> Very, maybe, maybe towards the darker side of things. You know, living in the shadows a bit more than the light. You know? Most people just seem to be upset that he was making twenty grand off yeah, of it. Yeah, that was also yeah. what was upsetting. Yes, like this is this is how you do it. That's yeah. that's okay. Wow, great. Yeah, somebody awesome. was like, I do like important things. <laughs> like I help people. I'm a nurse. I'm a firefighter. And this guy's yep. just like, yeah, I steal people's video game videos and repost them to TikTok and make 20 grand a month. Yeah. You're just like, dear God. It's like, yeah. cool. It was, it's depressing for sure, man. Um, I don't know what the end goal of all these platforms is. We tried to ban TikTok in the States at one point, but it's really not just TikTok. Facebook is just as guilty in my opinion. Uh, oh, people... I mean, uh, Facebook has terrible videos too. Yeah, I mean, my uh, my Facebook account got demonetized because somebody re-uploaded my content, and then when I uploaded it to Facebook, That's it so was stupid. like, oh, you're re-uploading somebody else's content. I'm like, no, they stole my content, and now your crappy platform's auto-demonetizing me, and I haven't been able to get it reversed because Facebook is broken, like, completely yeah. broken. It is wild, man. Some behind the scenes content. We look at it from the content creator perspective. I think a lot of other people were looking at it from like, screw this guy for making 20 grand a month doing this BS. Well, I think people also recognize they, they can see that he's yeah. stealing content. Yeah. Was, I think it was a bit of both, but for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that uh, they're making a new tribes game? Do you remember I tribes? Your Twitter account posts that. Yeah, but I I didn't know it's, anything about it's it. It's funny because people didn't seem that interested in the tweet either. Because I think it's such an old franchise at this point that the hardcore fans of it even now are sort of like, eh, I'll just play like Halo. Well, the or hardcore something. fans are now like 50 years old because yeah. the original game came out so long ago. And they don't have the skills to be good at that anymore. Because right. it's gotta be like one of the highest skill shooters ever it's made. Insane. It's, it's truly it's insane. insane. It's like Jason, yeah. who's like kind of resigned himself from like FPS gaming. Jason in our chat right now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's getting older and he's like, oh, I'm done with competitive gaming because I'm slow and my brain isn't working as good as it used to be. And, you know, so he can't play those games anymore. But he probably played tribes back in the day. It's like, who are you kick marketing the game bus. to? Just yeah. kick him over it. Endlessly. Well, you know, you know my love language, public humiliation, right? Yeah. Jason but, uh, it's, it could it could be fun it's just kind of ironic that there there was a tribes game not well so there was a huge gap in between tribes right and then there was the one that was the most recent 
And that, now that's been like 10 years. So there's just like these giant. Well, the gaps last tribes game wasn't even really successful as far as I recall. Like it never it was, really caught on. True. Was that tribes it, ascend or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I played it once and was like, this is neat. And then like nobody else played it and nobody wanted to hear me talk about tribes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I sort of stopped covering it as YouTube content and whatnot. But I mean, I used to play the heck out of that at lands. It was a fun game. Like it was so bizarre though. It was like before shooters knew what to do. They're just like, I don't know. Here's a frisbee gun, and you shoot yeah. frisbees at and people you're gonna flying ski through the down, air. You're gonna ski down the slope, and then you're gonna fly at Mach five, and yeah. you're gonna shoot people while at the same time, and you're gonna totally not miss every shot. Yeah, I think you missed like nine out of ten shots in that game. You know, like yes. everything was just like miss, 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 miss. Oh, the I hit that guy. The speed at which you're traveling with yeah. some of those faster. They have like routes too. It like there's no way you can stop someone like that like your shot would have to be insane well you know what's funny is i believe and this could be one of my historical inaccuracies that i've been doing on the podcast but i believe the skiing mechanic in tribes which is where you everybody has jetpacks and tribes yep. and it's a giant open landscape game with hills sloping hills they basically didn't have good technology so they couldn't make like rocky formation hills they're all just <laughs> yeah. very they looked like um, some side-scrolling game with just smooth hills the yep. whole way through. Yep. And there was like a bug or something where if you hold the jetpack button down, or you hold jump down, I think, when you're going down a slope, it kind of glitches your character into this weird frictionless mode where you gain all of this speed going down the hill, mm -hmm. and then you launch off the next hill. So this became the skill and movement mechanics in the game where if you were good and you knew how to launch off of hills properly and time your jumps and time your jetpack fuel, you could get up to like these insane speeds. And if you could aim it properly, there'd be flags like atop a tower on like one end of the map and you could like hit those flags going like Mach 5, as you said. And yep. if nobody was at your speed, they just couldn't catch you. They'd be I like, couldn't. that guy's gone. He's gone. He's on the other. He's returned the flag. He won. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a huge level of skill there, which was cool, but I think it did come about through essentially like an unintended game mechanic that just became the meta. Yeah. The thing is, is like something like that comes out and cause apparently it is, and everyone's clamoring that they like movement based FPS games. I, I don't want to call them liars, <laughs> but I think that they don't know what they really want. Yeah. Because I, I think that those games while fun to play for a while as soon as it starts to get like super sweaty most people are going to peace out real quick real quick i think games like um overwatch and potentially the finals are starting to figure out that if you want a movement-based game you have to have the option for the player who doesn't want to be the tracer or the the what is yeah. the ninja kenji or something what's his name genji genji yeah yeah the, it, not everybody can play that class because it's just insanity. You got to be mm -hmm. like, your brain's just got to be on some crazy level. And it's like, okay, well, you can be the, the Reinhardt or the guy who's a little slower, more methodical, more tactical, still important, still a good, still a good skill ceiling, but sort of a different 
way to approach the combat. And I think the finals is trying to do that with the heavy classes a bit too, where it's like in the medium classes, right? If you want a little bit of both worlds, you play medium. If you want to slow down your gameplay a bit, you play the heavy. If you want to be crazy, tweaked out of your mind, moving everywhere, then you play the light class. And I think giving players that option is great because if you just go for the pure hardcore movement shooter where everybody's fast, I think you've kind of narrowed your audience down to like a, a much smaller you do group. Uh, I, and as I, as I was saying, I think a lot of these people that claim because this is what Call of Duty like all like a lot of the COD, which is ironic because there are movement based, highly movement based, um, technically skilled FPS games out there. It's 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 your like Unreal tournaments and stuff like that, Titanfall. and they don't and they and they and they didn't. They weren't successful because they weren't able to maintain an audience. Now, you could argue yeah. maybe those games weren't very well made. They weren't very good. But I think it's just because it cannot garner a casual player base. And that casual player base is incredibly important for the longevity of a game. And it's it, they just die off because of it. They can't they cannot appeal to that large audience. Yeah. Well, Swiftly in chat mentioned the children who yearn for Titanfall and Remember when we had Tim Darkness429 on the podcast? And yeah, I think yeah. I asked him uh if he thought if Titanfall like kind of came back like in its same form, would it still like do well today or something along those lines? And he, yeah. even him, he's like a huge fan of Titanfall, was like, no, like it wouldn't make it because it's it's like this hardcore movement shooter, you know, and that's just it doesn't have enough mainstream appeal. It's got yep. this niche appeal, right? And you, you can't go triple A for niche appeal, right? You gotta you got to find the balance there. Yeah, it's tough because I, 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 it's cool when you see people pulling off these crazy maneuvers. But if you're yeah. on the receiving end of it, it is demoralizing. Yeah, yeah. Or you, you strike that perfect balance of Overwatch where it's like, okay, I can watch the crazy guy playing Genji, but the dude playing Reinhardt doesn't immediately get owned. Like if he knows that there's a crazy movement dude around, he'll get defensive and prepare for it and like... That yep. guy's There's really got to do something. It. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to be on that dude's level to necessarily counter his gameplay. Uh, so they found a good balance between it. So everybody can play and everybody can kind of find their lane in their class where they feel more comfortable. Yep. Even I have a hard time playing the light class in finals. You know, it's... It, yeah, it's a, tough. There's a lot of skill behind it, and you screw up, and you're dead, right? You, you're just you got, gone. Yeah. yeah, you got no yeah. hit points. One rocket from a heavy, you're done for. Rocket, a sniper, you know, you you were just out in the open for too long, and you yeah, just get you gunned stood down. Still. Yeah. You stood yeah. still, you're dead. Yeah, you, just, you just stood still. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you playing some um, some World War Twos lately? Yeah, so, did you hear about Postscriptum at all? I know. I don't. What's the latest? I mean, I've I've played so it before. So Postscriptum, I think, was recently acquired by the people that made Squad. I don't know if I have this information uh, right, but okay. the server, like the game, basically died. Uh, there was no one playing. It had very few people, and then it got acquired by someone. I think that turned the the lights back on. Okay. And now it's got about a thousand people playing. I played it yesterday, and uh, I played it 2018, and it was fine i think that's about when i really, played it also yeah it was fine and i was kind of hoping that it would have like progressed significantly more uh, it basically doesn't look as good as hell let loose and it kind of didn't really play any different from hell let loose so it just sort of felt like a, a not a wish.com version of that game but yeah i i was kind of expecting it a little bit more and um i don't i was i don't want to say i was let down 
but it's like hell at loose kind of not that hell at loose doesn't have its own problems right now too technically yeah. but well, i tried to yeah. i tried to log on because i was like i'm just gonna play some hell let loose and just have some fun with it and like the first round i got into i think i got mortar striked five times in a row before seeing an enemy yeah and i was like i don't know if i want to play this right now <laughs> yeah I mean, that's a problem with those kind of games. Squad has the same issue. It's where, because it just comes out of nowhere. And one issue I had specifically with Postscriptum is while graphically it's not very impressive, there's like not a lot of foliage and stuff like that, especially grass and stuff. It looks looks like a game that's a little bit outdated, um, at least in that department. Uh, I I had such a hard time just seeing people. Like just the way that the graphics look you like stare out into like the distance and you're like, I don't know what I'm even looking at right now. Um, <laughs> and then you get sniped in the face. And then you get sniped. Uh, I, I had a match <laughs> where I think I died like 10 times in a row and I, I didn't even see the people that were yeah. taking me out. It's like, all right, time to play another game. Those games are so. hard. It's like playing rainbow six, but on a giant field in the sense yeah. of like, you just have to know the maps like crazy. And you're like, people are going to come this way and I'm just going to hide in this bush and kill all of them. And it's, rewarding to the people who put in the time but it kills the game also because anyone new coming into the game is like well now i've just got owned <laughs> so hard and now i don't want to play anymore yeah but they're they're they have a smaller budget and they have a smaller scale they're not looking to sell millions and millions yeah. of copies and having they, they don't need to have those cod numbers because they're they're an indie title yeah so it doesn't need to in be in their defense i have had a good amount of fun playing hell let loose as well it's just kind of yeah. uh not a guarantee or it's not it's not a experience that has that consistent like i'm gonna have some good rounds and some bad rounds you could just have a bunch of bad rounds and that just might be your gaming for the night um yeah i feel like those games you really need to like group up with a squad of people and like role play it to an extent and it's it's fun because i watch uh tuning gamers i'm sure you remember them, yeah and they play those kinds of games every once in a while they had a couple of great matches and they're like, we should have called it there because their next like three games was just getting slammed in the face by, <laughs> by the game. Right. Like, it, like the peaks and valleys of those of that genre is, is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, cause when you're trying to go for, cause hell let loose is a very realistic world war two game. And when you're going for the realism angle, they're not quite as concerned about like, we need to make the gameplay fair and fun all That's the time. That's what always annoys me though. Yeah. Like why they're like, oh, well this is the layout that they had during World War II. I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm not here just to be <laughs> fodder. Like yeah. I want to play the game. Like what do you yeah. mean, right? Uh-huh. So that can be very frustrating. Yeah. It's like playing a realistic map of like the Battle of Gettysburg. You're like, yeah, one side's going to get slaughtered here. And they're like, but it's real. Right. And you know, but... It's, like, it's also okay. a game, right? Like yeah. it should be. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of a conundrum. And I think I'm in your camp too, is I much more appreciate the game design element of games where I'm like, let's make this fun for everyone. Let's figure mm-hmm. out a way so that uh, it's engaging all the time and all this stuff. And then there's the sim element, which is like, let's make it realistic and put that realism over the gameplay. And that's right. where you lose me as a as a gamer. But I do understand the appeal to it to a degree. As I get older, I'm like that authenticity starts to mean a little bit more to me. But, but I think I'm, that's the word yeah. is that you're looking for authentic. You're not looking for hyper realism, right? Like I want yeah. like D Day. I want I want to I want to be the hero of D Day. I don't want to be the guy that was unfortunately. <laughs> 
didn't make it off the beach because yeah, statistically, or the boat, right? yeah, like statistically, that's what was horrible about this time is that yeah. like you didn't make it off the beach. But mm -hmm. for a game, you want to be the person who does, right? Like that's the whole, you want it to be authentic. You want to be the hero of the story. And isn't that, it funny I feel like how D-Day maps play out in multiplayer games too, where the guys on the beach end up doing pretty well because the second you poke your head up in a pillbox, oh, every sniper on the beach is looking for the guy dumb enough to right. stick his head out of the pillbox. Right. But in like, reality, it would have yeah. been, there's just so much lead flying down range. There's no way a sniper is taking you down, right? Or yeah. if, if you are, like you're taking out just an unbelievable amount of people. Yeah, you've mowed down a hundred dudes before a sniper is like getting set up to do something about it. Yeah, uh, yeah God, but they end up going the opposite way in video games because of just the weird, like the defenders the games, have yeah. like these small areas where they have to peak a cliff ledge or yep. through a pillbox, and so you've got one little horizon line that you have to worry about, and when they look over, they've got this giant beach area that they have to look at, and while there might be less cover on the beach, it's still a much longer time to target acquisition, and a much yep. quicker time for everyone on the beach to target acquisition, so it's just kind of interesting how those things where they're like we're going to simulate it like real life and you're like well when you don't have the fear of death yeah, yeah, uh, there's no, things when you work can a little respawn, different yeah 100 the respawn thing yeah yep. yeah so it's a, it, it is interesting to see how that I, i've always found that fun um but uh yeah i think the first game i tried that in it might have been 1942 that did kind of a weird d-day landing that was okay but then that um that Half-Life mod that eventually became a full game um, did a pretty good D-Day. Remember the World War II Half-Life mod um, that became its own standalone? I forget what it's called now. I do, but I forget what it's called. Yeah, I don't think I played it myself, but... Yeah, that one did a decent D-Day portrayal that like went past the pillboxes and into a bunch of other stuff beyond that. But yeah. it always worked better in the single-player games where they could just build it up like in um, Medal of Honor and stuff. The Medal I'm of so Honor D-Day. we never got that in Battlefield 5. Yeah, well, BF5 was like, you don't want the big battles, right? You want yeah, the Yeah, you battle. want the unknown stuff. It's like, I mean, sure, but you could have yeah. actually done other, like, iconic ones as well. Yeah, you want the battle of this little French town in the countryside. You're like, no, I want, like, Stalingrad, man. Like, give me the yep. big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Still, uh, yeah, they finally did Iwo Jima at the end of they Battlefield did. And it's, 5. It's some of their best maps, too. I would argue that the Pacific DLC is one of the best Battlefield DLCs, like, period. Yeah. It's um, they, did a, they did a really good job with it. Yeah, really solid. Uh, and then they're like, oh, that's good. All right, next game. Yeah, I'm not going to a concert to hear your, you know, the song you played once or twice. I want the classics. I want the, I want the big, the big moments, right? I want the big maps. Yeah. How excited would you be if DICE just out of nowhere dropped the Russian DLC for Battlefield 5? <laughs> there's no way. I mean, there, there's no way. There is absolutely there's no, way. no way they would do it. But like on a 1 to 10, like what would your excitement I'd be a level? solid like 8 or 9 for sure. Yeah, I'd, right? be, I'd be up there, yeah. Me That'd too. Be incredible. Be, that would be like such a cool thing for them to do. They're not going to do it because they're dice and they're triple a and they work on the next game and they don't do dlc yeah. stuff i mean know? they're they're hardly pumping out content for 2042 yeah yeah well and uh and the um 
the Battle of the Bulge and the El Alamein. Did I get that? One of the big yeah, desert map. I got you. Yep. Those ones yep. were supposed to be for nineteen for Battlefield Five, and then they're just like, well, we're just gonna wrap up the content and put those into Portal for twenty forty two. Portal. I did not know that that was the case. Yeah. Well, it was alluded to. I think Alan Kurtz. Uh, who no longer works at Dice or somebody mm. um, tweeted it out and was sort of like, "Oh, you think those maps were meant for like 2042 or something, something like that?" Those maps are not good, by the way. They're I was well, put they're, it out there. they're pretty authentic to the original 1942 maps, which were not good by today's standards, right? And they were also balanced around the idea that you cannot see across the map. Right? Yeah, the like fog you, of war in those the games fog was of insane. War, yeah, you could see like two feet in front of you, and that was it. Yeah, for people who have only been gaming since like the 2010s, um, <laughs> games used to do this cool thing where you couldn't render all these polygons and things, mm -hmm. and they didn't have good level of de detail scaling at distance or like cool trickery. So instead, they would just create a fog of war where beyond anything beyond like two, three hundred meters would just become a gray mist, yep. and then the game would not render any of that stuff. So you didn't have to worry about overloading your your pitiful gpu at that time mm -hmm. and that's what all the battlefield games looked like you'd be flying and things would be appearing in front of you as you flew towards it it and was the maps uh, were balanced around that too yeah the, all the gameplay was balanced around not to being able to see somebody at certain distances away yeah, so from you couldn't you couldn't just snipe someone from across the map or like if you're on wake <laughs> island you couldn't just take a shot at someone on the other side tech potentially right yeah so. so porting a 1942 era desert map into 2042 with no cover and sight lines <laughs> that go like a mile it's yeah. just like hey you want to run to objective d across good, the desert good luck yeah 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 what well, they accurately recreated some of the treasury of the like 1942 experience which is like yeah you could just be running for like two minutes and then some yeah. sniper is gonna kill you because that's what the game is you know yeah they didn't, and, and, they didn't you know, quite know how to do it it's cool and i'm glad they did it but it's doesn't mean i have to want to play on that map they were pioneers man because nobody else made big open world games at that time so they're like how do we do shooters at like giant distances i don't know try this and like some of it worked some of it didn't they made it they made it significantly better over the years but yeah the first iteration great for its time but yeah you can't God, just so port great, it i have so many great memories i didn't play i did not play uh 1940 1942 yeah 1942 at launch uh I, I actually never played it um i think i may have gone and played back once but it's hard to go back to if two. you haven't played it for sure because yeah. you're like oh this is garbage right yeah it was pretty rough i think i played it like a decade ago or something like that yeah i played my my big really the pretty much big introduction for pc gaming fps wise was battlefield 2 that's where i fell in love with not only the franchise but just fps games on on pc yeah Dude, those those choppers and bf2 man those things you were... could do you could do anything with those things yeah you're just God. You're just... You really were. I remember shutting down the enemy team's aircraft carriers when they would spawn. You know, you would spawn trap them back to the carrier and then the attack helicopter would just be like, who wants to spawn next? And you'd just who be like hovering above them. It was so you broken. Could, you could do barrel rolls. Yeah. Like real fast barrel rolls too. Yeah. You could make yourself such a difficult target to take down. Like little birds are tough to take out nowadays. Uh, maybe I'm just misremembering, but they were wild back, back yeah, then. Yeah, well, it was the attack helis had crazy maneuverability, too. Yeah. 
And, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then the TV missile, you just clicked where you wanted it to go. You just kept clicking and mm -hmm. it would just guide it towards the target. So you just kept clicking on the tank and just right into the tank. Yeah. Yeah. It was that well, and then it became about the TVs to chopper stuff. I liked how they yep. recreated that well in BF3 and BF4 yeah, to an extent. Job. Yeah. 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 Good skill. It's good skill ceiling. It's good. One day we'll have it. I the next game's gotta be modern, right? It's gotta be, right? I mean, it's gonna be I don't know. I dream I, one day, Matt, we're going to hop into that helicopter again and we're going to TV missile some stuff. Maybe. Yeah, I would say we could do that for Battle of 2042, but they don't have TV missiles in the attack helicopter. And the attack helicopters suck. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> They're so bad. Now you can do the stealth chopper and just bomb yeah. people. Who the heck wants to do that? Yeah. What a dumb vehicle. A helicopter that bombs. I can think of no... I can't, I can't think of a least, less effective weapon in actual war. <laughs> like, it oh, works yeah. in 2042. Oh, yeah, there's a helicopter flying on over. Oh, it's yeah. slowly... Oh, those are bombs. Oh, yeah. are we going to do anything about that? No. Nobody shoot the slow-moving, loud object that yeah. has to get relatively close to us to drop they bombs. They loud, too. Yeah. Super, like, yeah. helicopters are so obvious, right? The idea of a stealth chopper, right? Like, it's going to be loud AF, you know? Yeah. Like there's stealth no that, means it doesn't show up on radar. You're gonna yeah. see it coming. You're gonna hear it coming from a mile away. I, I had some helicopters. Do, they were doing a military test nearby mm -hmm. a couple years ago, and it scared me because it was like shakes the house. My entire room was shaking. Right, and I don't even think they were that close to where I. You know, I and everything, I was like, "What's happening?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're so like, are the Russians in invading? With yeah. The, um, so imagine, imagine that you're gonna, you're gonna know it's coming. You're gonna hear it coming. Yeah, it's just, it's a silly, silly thing. It's not as enjoyable at all compared to, uh, in fact, are the stealth helicopters even twin seats? I, I don't think they are. I are think they? that one is. I think is. you can't have a gunner, I think. I've done yes. so little piloting in 2042 because they just made it less enjoyable, really. Yeah, like all same. the, all the fun skill stuff is not quite there. Agreed. Agreed. Any, any games you're looking forward to next week, man? Oh man, I had them li all listed in my brain and now I can't I can't remember. Isn't uh so the Avatar game, I don't know if it comes out next week, but Avatar is coming out like on the 7th or 8th, I think, and I'll be checking that out. The new season of Rainbow Six Siege launches, I think tomorrow and or the day before if you're on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. Are you is there anything is there games coming out? I think there's some. In terms of what's coming out really soon, uh, there's not too much on my radar, but I do want to play some Foxhole. I've been watching... Um, oh, yeah. I've been watching Devil Dog, who's a YouTuber, and he's been playing Devil a lot Dog. of Foxhole lately, and I've been watching it, and it looks really cool. Level cap. What? How could we forget about the day before? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's also coming out on the 7th, right? Yeah, 7th or 8th or something, yeah. Yeah, that'll yeah. be a good meme game for sure. Mm -hmm. There's Ooh, also a new map, I believe, a new update coming for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'll probably check that out for a day or two. Anything? Like oh, yeah, fun. yeah. Uh, the other little bit of news was the new COD leaked. Matt, aren't you excited about the next COD? Aren't you hyped for it already? <laughs> Is it too soon to get hyped? It might be too next... soon to hype for the next Call of Duty. Yeah, I'm they're... already so deep into this one. Yeah. 
They're such a, they're just a money machine over there, dude. It's, they it's are. blatant. It's kind of hard to not see it because the game just came out and then they're like, next game's leaking. Well, if, well it leaked. Are you, so are you implying that they leaked, leaked it intentionally? I don't know. Yeah, it, it could have easily not been an intentional leak. I mean, there's a lot of, there's thousands of people that work on the games. I'm sure there's a leak somewhere, but yeah. Uh, you know, it's like they launch these things every year, so obviously the announcement's probably not that far away. But it's going to be a, a Black Ops game, potentially set during early Gulf War, CIA, bloody bloody blah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't really mind the setting. Uh, yeah. That's not my favorite setting, I'll be honest, but a good game's a good game. If they can make it work, then awesome. Uh, it's Treyarch, and I hear that they've gotten a lot of... Uh, years into this dev cycle so keep my fingers crossed that that is, is indicative of something special and that they'll be able to knock it out of the park but yeah with call of duty it's kind of a flip of the coin sometimes and uh yeah so it's a behemoth man i you never know what to expect from them but i that's not true i you know to expect something that's not particularly too different from the last game right right so they play it safe. Yeah, everything's played safe. And I guess if I was a huge COD fan, that would be great because I'm a Battlefield fan. And if Battlefield changed too much between titles, I'd be like, hey, what are you what guys are you doing? doing? What the hell are you doing? I mean, 2042 changed it enough and people oh my God. lost their crap. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, stop being creative. And Get the, thing back is, in the, your thing, the things that they changed weren't the problem. It, the problems were the maps. Yeah, like, really. Yeah, you if know. the game had been like solid designed with these weird uh, ideas behind it, I think people would have been fine. It's kind of like yeah. BF1 took a lot of risks and I enjoyed a lot of those risks that they took. You know, I thought they they played out really well, uh, but it was just a well-designed, polished game. If your game is good, game. I think yeah. people don't give a damn. Like if, if yeah. it's fun, they can look behind, they can look past the changes because it's fun. Yeah. But if, if it's your bad, core then, isn't, yeah. People don't know how to blame the right thing, basically. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad because of the cheesy so lines from the specialists, which were terrible. They were but terrible. But that's not why the game... If the rest of the game was great, then that wouldn't have mattered, right? They it would just would have been, been a meme from a great game. Yeah. And then it... Yeah. That's funny that one of their updates was like, we've removed the specialist voice lines <laughs> at the end of the round. I thought they were going to come back. They never did. They yeah. never brought them back. I thought they were going to like overhaul the lines. They just gave up on it. And it's good because there's no reason to have them. It's not required. You didn't just, put, the, you wanted to be Overwatch style where they all have character and people get attached to those characters in unique ways so that they can relate to them because that sells more skins. But yeah. you, you didn't, clearly didn't polish it enough to get to that point. You know, the most I felt connected to my characters in a Battlefield game was Battlefield 5 that. I'm not talking about the custom weird skins you could buy where you're like a general or something like that and you look very Tom different. Cruise. Yeah, yeah. But the the ones where you just kind of start mixing and matching the different cosmetics that you unlock as you go, I ended mm -hmm. up making some like really cool soldiers that I I liked the look of and kind of yeah. really own. purpose built for their missions, you know? Like my medic had like this cool helmet that was like a shield and it had like a red cross on it. I'm like, cool. He's yeah. like this combat medic dude. And I don't know. I just really liked that, but they didn't have any quippy lines or it wasn't like Boris, the medic, you know, it was like, it <laughs> well, was Boris just, is an engineer, but I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. They also didn't add Russians to be a five. So nobody would be named <laughs> Boris, but you know, 
Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I do. I'm down with soldier cosmetics and customization. Just don't make them these dumb, quippy people. You know, it's just like give me what you know. Yeah, all this no, backstory I, and blah 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 I, blah blah. I agree. Yeah, completely. Uh, well, that wraps it up for our episode of old men talking about things they don't like in video games. <laughs> Yells at the sky. Damn you. Back in my day, we had tribes and you had to shoot frisbees at each other and we liked it. <laughs> Did you play oh, I tribes? See, I they see the, what you're saying. Okay, I, I got you. The disc launcher is the frisbee yeah, yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like frisbees. I got you. Yeah, my mind went, you are so old that you were a part of a tribe. And oh, and we you, threw frisbees and at threw each other. Frisbees at each other. I, I wasn't. I wasn't tracking. So gotcha, apologies. Gotcha. It's fair. I'm it's slow because you know, boomer. Yeah. You know. God, I wish I had gameplay. I was trying to find gameplay clips the other day for old games that I played growing up because uh, I was making a video about like the games I played in the '90s and like early 2000s, and nobody recorded any of that because there was no method to do <laughs> it. So right. all you have are trailers or crazy people who have gone back and, <laughs> and loaded again. up the games on the like Windows 95 and DOS platforms and figured out a way to capture them with modern hardware. Uh -huh. Like, thank you guys for doing that because otherwise there's no there's nothing good video evidence of these games existing or there's like a, a 200 resolution commercial from like the 90s you know and you're like what am i looking at is that a game i can't tell yeah i mean there's you're right there wasn't a lot of great recording tools back then yeah I went, uh I, dark age of camelot was like my first mmo and i went back and watched some videos of it and it looks terrible like it looks so bad yeah <laughs> and it's because and there, there's not a lot of footage of it either because there just wasn't that just wasn't a thing. Yeah, well, you, you hit just... record back in the day on Fraps. That was, and Fraps is fairly modern by those standards as well. Yes, and that would still cut your frame rate in half. So if yeah. you're willing to use lose half of your frame rate to record massive files onto your poor little hard drive, and you didn't like, have, yeah. and you didn't have a great frame rate to begin with, probably yeah. in the first place, and also place. no outlet for that footage, you would have just had to basically plan on needing it at some point, yeah. like in the distant future. Yeah, uh, but there is a cool YouTube channel that does a lot of the old school stuff and captures it really well. So it's it's kind of neat to go back and see it at like decent resolutions. Um, even though the games are bad or low bit rate and whatnot, it's recorded at a higher bit rate, so it looks decent. But nice, yeah, yeah. All right, well. I think we're going to wrap up the pod here. Thank you guys so much for dropping by. Thank you for being Patreon members. And if you're not a Patreon member, check it out. We got links for it in the video description. It's how we make our money. It's how Matt buys his hot body pillows. You know it. And know it. Um, it's also what affords Matt the time to look up really meaningful, inspirational quotes to leave you guys with at the end of the show. Hit him, Matt. Uh, my advice is take, uh, each day, one, uh, one day at a time. It's like almost identical to the thing you said, like, were you like one, one step at a time or one foot before the other or something? 
I'm sorry. Was my advice not good enough for you? I would like some interesting original stuff. Okay, I want... You want, want a ri you Do I look like a philosopher over here? I play <laughs> video games for a living. You want me to... You want me to sit in my meditation chamber and think about the universe and what it means to be a human being and come up with some crazy short quip that I can describe for you at the end of the podcast like I'm some sort of uh, witty... <sighs> I'm, I'm out. I'm out. That's all I got. Can you imagine anybody hearing that quote one day at a time and they'll be like, oh, you know what? I was going to do it five at a time, but Matt said one day at a time. So my life has changed. You think anybody heard that was like, ah, oh, I what? Change well, sometimes their plans. you gotta you gotta take it in you gotta take it in pieces, right? You know, like things get a little overwhelming. You got a lot on your plate. Maybe you got a couple of new. You got a new job. You got a new girlfriend. Maybe you're a little stressed about some other stuff. Take it, take it one day at a time. Okay. That's all you can do. You don't got to look too far in the future. One day at a time. It's good advice, level cap. How about you shove it up your your cap, your level cap. <laughs> I finally got you angry enough to make an insult, Matt. <laughs> shove, it up, shove it up your cat. We'll leave you guys there with uh, Matimio's excellent insults. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye-bye.